Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we noted in our last study, prayer is an important part of any believer's fellowship with the Father. We are to pray. But sadly, many do not know how to pray. Today on Drawing Near, we continue learning to pray from our Master, from our Lord. Jesus continues to teach His disciples to pray. And today, He helps us to understand persistence in prayer. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 11, as we study persistence in prayer. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege that we have, Father, of coming to you in the name of Jesus, praying to you, laying all of our burdens at your feet, asking you to meet our needs, to supply all that we need, all that those around us need. And Father, help us to know how faithful you are, how loving, how compassionate, and yet how wise and good you are. Teach us these things in regards to prayer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Before we begin reading from Luke chapter 11, verse 5, we need to understand that what Jesus is doing here is continuing to teach his disciples how to pray. They had said, Lord, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples, and Jesus is doing just that. He has already given them the model prayer, what many of us call the Lord's Prayer, and now he's explaining our attitude or our persistence in prayer. And what he's telling us is that this illustration he's going to use about a friend who bothers another friend for help, that God is like that friend who will answer our prayers when we're persistent. Let's see what we're talking about in verse 5. Luke 11, verse 5 says, And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Let's look first at Jesus' illustration and then look at how it relates to God. So in verse 5, when Jesus says, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight? Jesus is using an illustration between two friends. In Jewish culture, when someone came to visit you, it was rude, regardless of the time of day or whether they had been invited or not, to turn them away. And so this man, late at night, has someone come to visit with him, but he's not prepared for him. He either failed to make arrangements or this friend drops in unexpectedly. And so he goes to his neighbor, he goes to his friend and asks for food, for bread, because his friend had been traveling, he was tired, he was hungry, and he had to have something to give to him. Well, his friend at midnight is already in bed, probably the same way he was before his unexpected guest showed up. So if you think about it, we have two unexpected people knocking at the door. The one person who's an unexpected guest who's expecting to be taken in and taken care of, 
and the other who has someone knocking on his door asking for help. What we're told in this passage is the man tells his friend, we're already in bed. My children are in bed. I don't want to get up and go to all the trouble of providing you bread. Now, there's a real possibility that this man didn't have bread. There's a real possibility that the man actually had to make bread. Now, we don't know that for sure, but that's what some commentators say. Because back in those days, they didn't just have loaves wrapped in plastic that they bought at the grocery store. Bread had to be made from the ingredients, baked, and then preserved. We're not sure about all those details, but it seems fairly clear from the context that this wasn't just as simple as going downstairs or going into the house and just pulling out three loaves and giving it to him. He'd already answered the door. So there was more involved in this than what we probably know. But he says, don't trouble me. Well, in verse 8, Jesus says this, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So the correlation here is between this man, who because of the persistent nature of his friend, will get up and give him as many loaves as he needs. So how does this relate to God? And maybe more importantly, how does it not relate to God? Well, let's deal with the nots. God is not a person who can be troubled. He's not like us. Yes, God is long-suffering toward us. He's not going to be asleep in bed, and we're going to disrupt him. He is all-knowing. He knows what we need before we ask. He sees everything. His eye sees the sparrow when it falls. He knows our need. He's not someone who is selfish. He's not someone who is bothered in the way that we are bothered. We might need our rest. We don't want to be inconvenienced. God is not like us. So therefore, what is Jesus saying about God in this passage that we need to understand? He's simply dealing with the issue of persistence. God is a God who wants to hear from us. And sometimes when we just mention one thing in prayer, one time, that doesn't seem to get God to move on our behalf. And in all likelihood, it's due to the fact that if we only ask for something one time and let it go, it may not be that urgent in our heart. There may not be that big of a concern for it. But when we are persistent in prayer, when we go to the Father and we appeal to Him and we pray to Him, somehow Jesus is telling us that that affects God's heart, that God is willing to give to us. James tells us we have not because we ask not. And here Jesus says that we don't have or that we could have if we were persistent. So it's not just you have not because you ask not, but sometimes it appears from this passage, you have not because you ask not over and over and over again. So the question becomes, how much do we desire something? Now, when I say something, I'm not talking about the material things of this world. I'm talking about those things that God legitimately will provide for us, providing for our needs, providing for the needs of those around us, etc. This is an individual where this man literally needed the bread. There really isn't any question about that. And so when we have legitimate needs and we go to the Father, we need to understand that we're to continue to go to the Father, that we're to appeal to Him. 
And I think the biggest lesson in this passage is God is sensitive to our needs, to our urgency, to our concerns. God is sensitive to what moves us. And so whatever moves us to be persistent in prayer touches the heart of God and he responds. Don't think that this is a formula that simply if you will pray, 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 God will give you whatever you want just to shut you up. That's not what this is saying. This is more about being persistent in prayer and God being moved by the fact that we're not going away. Now, God can make us go away. God doesn't have to say yes. He can say no. And God is never going to answer our prayers in a way that contradicts his character, his love, his holiness, his justice, his mercy and grace, etc. God is good, period. And therefore, he's not going to do anything that violates that. But when things don't violate that, God works in our lives, oftentimes, in conjunction with how desperately we desire a thing. So the question becomes this, how strongly do you desire your neighbor to be saved? How strongly do you desire God to work in someone's life? How much do you want to know God and ask God to open up his word to you? Now, God has a plan, and he's always going to work in relationship to that plan. But Jesus clearly tells us that persistence in prayer before the Father has an effect. Do we believe this? Well, we need to. Jesus has said it. I encourage you to put this into action. I encourage you to think about this passage and connect it to your prayer life and think through God's nature and God's desire his love, mercy, and compassion toward us as we seek to persist before him in praying. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these types of insights that help us to know you better, to know how to communicate with you better. And Father, help us not to understand this from a purely human perspective. Help us not to drag you down to our level and make you like us but rather help us to understand who you are and how you are. And guide us, Father, in our prayers. Lead us through your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us.